Welcome back to the Red Line Podcast. I'm your host, Justin, here with my good friend, Alex. Alex, how'd this week go for you? Uh, not too bad. Had some uh, great takeout this week, that's for sure. But uh, another day, another dollar for the uh, pandemic here. Yeah, another week closer to the finish line, hopefully. Yeah, the numbers are uh, they are getting down, to say. I mean, no real end in sight still, but the numbers are... Uh, they're going down. It's a numbers game at the end of the day. All right. So we'll get right into it here. All right. First thing here, Patriots expressing interest in the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton. I mean, if they're going to – if if the whole backup quarterback pay system now is kind of so low that they have a legitimate chance of getting this dude. Oh, yeah. Jameis signs for – like a rough, what was it? Under a million or roughly a million? I mean, yep. he's. I think, in my opinion, he's better than Andy Dalton. So oh, yeah, for sure. absolutely, I, yeah, he's definitely better. And so, if you're gonna, if they're gonna land any quarterback, I mean, granted, they signed two undrafted free agent ones after. So now they've got a four quarterback room right now, and now they're gonna add Andy Dalton possibly. That'd be five QBs in one quarterback room. That's a lot. It makes sense because I guess it's somebody – no, it doesn't make sense to add him. It doesn't because you don't have that much room in the quarterback room. Obviously, you already have four unless you let go of some of these undrafted free agents. But, I mean, it is the only logical person they can land at quarterback. Oh, yeah. For star power-wise, this is it. I mean, Andy Dalton – I'm not saying Andy Dalton's a star, but that's just about all they have for – quote-unquote star power and people want to talk about oh we don't need him we don't he's the best quarterback out of the two main quarterbacks we're looking at now in Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer like I said though I I don't I don't want to write off Stidham yet but Andy Dalton if you want mediocre that's Andy Dalton that is Andy Dalton he he defines mediocre throughout his career I don't think that he's as bad as people make him out to be, he's good. He's good at best. You know, he's staggered around right over, right about the 60% completion percentage range. Has had a ton of winning seasons uh, rather than the past, you know, five years it is here. So I don't think he goes into the history books as being that bad of a quarterback. No, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, but I think he's mediocre at best. Yes, he's been to three Pro Bowls, but a lot of those, I mean, you know how the Pro Bowl works now. It's just, it's a mess nowadays. It's like people, Alvin Kamara got in there over Aaron Jones this season. That makes no sense to me. It's yeah, the Pro Bowl is the Pro Bowl. It comes down to injuries and quarterbacks not wanting exactly. to go. But I mean, and, and Super Bowls and whatever. Yeah. But yeah, he's been to three, but he never won the playoff game. Grant, Marvin Lewis, died. I don't think he did either, if I'm not mistaken, in his unbelievably long tenure with the Bengals. I don't think he ever won one. But, I mean, I think he's mediocre at best. But I get what you're saying, that it is definitely possible he is the best quarterback in that quarterback room. With If you really think about it, the only two starting contenders, Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer, he could definitely be the best quarterback in that room. I would take Andy Dalton over the both of them. I mean, Andy Dalton's never had a real coach that has his head on straight, uh, i.e. Marvin Lewis. And I don't think he's had – I mean, he's had A.J. Green – and he's had half of uh, Tyler Eifert, or not even half. He's had shades of Tyler Eifert. So Patriots can, you know, 
use their depth at wide receiver now or not really? I mean, not really. But, but they, I think they, they have Edelman. They have depth <laughs> at wide receiver. I'm not saying they have a lot of depth, but they have depth. They have Edelman, Sanu, Harry, Jacoby uh, Myers. If he wants to slide into a role, they have a tight end. You know, weapons now. If you want to call it that, they have options at tight end. So they can put the cards in front of Andy Dalton here. I mean, give it a shot. Give it a whirl. Let's see what he can do. And you know what? I to your point. I guess in previous episodes we kind of talked about this being a placeholder season for the Patriots. They try to get into the wild card, and then you know see what they can do. You know what I mean? And we kind of talked about that a little bit. And if you want Andy Dalton, if say you want to just have a good season and then go all out on a quarterback next season, that Andy Dalton would be your guy. He'll he'll deliver that exactly. But I don't think that's the case that the Patriots want to do that. I think they want to give Stidham a chance, to be honest. And if I think it, Jared Stidham kind of – it showed in the draft that this is his team. Well, I was listening to our friends over at 98.5, the Sports Hub, earlier today, a uh, certain two-to-five uh, show that uh, a lot of people have some uh, criticism for. But uh, these two people – uh, on the afternoon show, uh, mentioned how that Hoyer's contract isn't all locked up with the Patriots as, as the Colts are still paying him. So the Patriots have the money to go out and get a backup quarterback for a mil plus. So th- this is a way of squeaking it out and getting a guy like Andy Dalton to possibly lead them to a playoff spot. E- e- even that. As crazy as it no. Well, it's not even that crazy because the Patriots, like I said, they're not they're not going to be terrible. They're, it's, they're not. They still have a great secondary. They still got Bill Belichick at the head coach. So they're not going to be terrible. And if you can get a quarterback that can just give them a chance to win, maybe Bill can do the rest and the defense can do the rest. They're not going to have a strong defense that they had last year. Not that they had, their defense last year was that strong. Their numbers lied. They beat up on bad teams. They were bullies. That's what they were against bad teams. But, I mean, if you want a guy that can go out and give you a chance to win, then I guess it would be Andy Dalton. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I just have a feeling that Hoyer can't get it done. Stidham's not ready. And Dalton's been there. You know, he's, he's been on the doorstep of, you know, above average, I guess you could say. And he's never really gotten there because of his team, A, uh, hype, Vontez, perfect, and his coach. Ultimately, I mean, just you can look back. They had a chance against the Steelers. They could have beat. They should have They could have gone to that team. They should have won against the Steelers. Absolutely. And if it wasn't for Vontez Perfect, ultimately, in the defense, just tanking, they have a chance. But uh, that was really the only playoff game they've been close to winning, though. Uh, they lost in 2011, 31 to 10 against Houston. Uh, then, um, sorry, they were uh, against. Houston again, thirteen nineteen. I guess that's a little bit closer. Um, San, uh, Cincinnati, San Diego, Cincinnati Colts. They lost all these by twenty seven ten, twenty six to ten. But I, I get that they should have absolutely won that Pittsburgh game. Granted, Big Ben got knocked out of the game, but they still should have absolutely won it. And Vontaze Perfect totally blew it, a hundred percent. And he also yeah, screwed AB's head off. Like I said. His his own team has been holding him back. I mean, he got them there practically. I mean, what was that, twenty fifteen? But that was but he did not start that game. That season he started. AJ McCarron actually started for that game. 
So Andy Dalton would have gotten a chance to bring the team to a playoff uh, run potentially, but A.J. McCarron was the starter of that game. Andy Dalton was out with a thumb injury. He got them there is what I'm saying, and it, it, it yeah. was 2015 because 2016 he went 6-9-1. and one. No way they made the playoffs of, even after that. Um, so 2015 he goes 10-3, and three, 25 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Obviously he has the hand injury. Does he get them there? Barring his injury, without his injury, you said he went not. ten and three. Ten and three as a starter, thirteen wow. games started. Wow, that's pretty impressive for the Bengals. Yes, absolutely. So, twenty-five and seven touchdowns and interceptions. I mean, longest throw was an eighty-yard bomb. Uh, looking at these stats, are not that bad. I mean, ultimately, he probably was a top fifteen quarterback that year, maybe even top ten. Twenty-five to seven ratio. That's not bad at all. So. Um, like I said, we're not going to dwell on the past. I mean, obviously, he's had different – I mean, that was probably the height of A.J. Green, you know, that kind of whole monster over there in Cincinnati. But, you know, they, you put him in the Patriots room, they have the four wide receiver depth there now that they have, you know, Edelman, Harry, Sanu, and Jacoby Myers, who started to come on the scene last, end of last year. Now they get the tight end room back together. You give him a chance. He can go, you know, 11-5. Ten, well, and, 10 and 6, you know, that kind of deal. To your point earlier, 2011, he went 9 and 7. 2012, 10 and 6. 2013, 11 and 5. 2014, 10, 5 and 1. And then 2015, 10 and 3 as a starting quarterback. If that, in those record, with that record, you will get into the playoffs, especially with that extra playoff spot now. Yeah, like I said. This is the guy to do it. This is the guy to get you that little little weird season that you don't know what you're doing. Yet. So th- this is a guy that can give you an opportunity to say, well, see what happens. And then, you know, you end up going 11 and five, you know, outside chance of going 12. I don't think with their schedule, they'll go 12 and four, no. but 11 and five, 10 and six is going to get you in a wild card game. Even a nine and seven. Could even get Possible. you the. I mean, it's gonna. It could get you the division. I don't think that the divisions this year will be, you know, that bad, so that they can squeak in and get the two or the three, uh, no the one or the two for the bye or however they changed it. But no way they get a home field advantage game or any home like any game at home. Well, probably they'd not, have to win the division, barring they make it to the playoffs to begin with. But I don't think the divisions are that weak anymore or this season or they will be that week this year that they get into a home field you know uh home field what home field advantage uh, and a advantage. bye week so i i don't well, think that they even squeeze it even with the new you know layout but well the bye, the bye week makes it even harder now because there is only one with the new layout so that's true. pretty much out of question because now you got that's going to be baltimore or kansas city right no doubt i mean no e- question e- if I mean, Baltimore still hasn't uh, convinced me that they're all there. No, but I'm I'm more saying Kansas City. Well, yeah, Kansas City is definitely going to lock it. Barring an injury to Mahomes, they got number one locked up. There's no doubt. They're just Absolutely. a juggernaut. Like we said, 20 out of 22 starters coming back for Kansas City this season. Pretty much running it back. Yeah, they uh, they have to be <laughs> odds-on favorite to win that deal. So. Like I said, I'll say it before, I'll say it again. I think that we've kind of exhausted this point. Andy Dalton's a guy to have this weird year of, well, let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, though, I wouldn't want to keep Stidham chained up 
you know, you'd want to give him a chance to go out there and see what he's got. And maybe that would be this year. It all depends on how you look at it, though. Well, it's Brian Hoyer's team right now. So, obviously, they're not looking to go under Stidham this year, clearly. So, the draft bring in Andy otherwise. Dalton. Bring, bring in the Red Rifle. The draft would tell otherwise. This is absolutely Jared Stidham's team. Well, it doesn't – obviously, if there's expressed feeling in Andy Dalton, there's no reason why they shouldn't bring him in. The Jaguars have two, and it may – to end to end this point here, it also makes sense for the Jaguars to get him because, like we've said not multiple times, Gardner Minshew is expandable on that team. He yeah, no, you don't need him. was a, a late-round pick. You, I know you're not a big Uncle Rico guy. Um, late-round pick, you know, he did all right last year, but – Say it does go downhill, does Andy Dalton, the guy that you can't plug in. So if I had it, if I had a guess, I think he goes to the Jaguars. But we'll move on here. Yeah, I, either or. Maybe he wants to go to Bill. Maybe he wants to do it the Patriot way. Maybe. Maybe he doesn't want to do it the Patriot way. We'll maybe, have to see in the uh, coming weeks, I guess. Maybe he goes wherever gives him more money, which would obviously be Jacksonville, I would think. Well, they're going to have Unique and Ngakwe coming off the books pretty soon. So maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Yeah, if they decide to trade him. If they ever do, they're putting that poor guy jailed up. There's no way Unique and Ngakwe would dress for them this year. No way. No chance. Not a chance. He, he would just hold out. Unless they show him the money. Even then, I think he's just to a point where he's just burned bridges. And I don't know why they wouldn't get rid of him now. Tweeting at the owners, tweeting out all this stuff. Like, why wouldn't you just trade him? Like, they're just – they're being stupid at this point. Unique Ngakwe is a good defender. Like, he, he's a good pass rusher. You can well, get some good value out of him. To see that him tweeting at the front office, I mean, that's going to have to detract some value, no doubt. So, Oh, yeah. Whether they can even get him out of Jacksonville now that he's burnt this bridge and obviously all these owners now see that he's a, probably a terror to deal with outside the locker room. But we'll have to see. So let's and, move on. To the next point here, switching gears in the pandemic era of sports, uh, just a report that came out today from you know multiple outlets. I don't think there's one certain they had it first. I mean, ESPN was the first to notify me of this via the uh, notification on the phone. The NBA 2020-2021 season will be starting, or rumored, it will be rumored to start in December, December of this year, not not the 2019-2020 season that is uh, on pause currently. This is the next season. This is the 2020-21 season, to be clear. Well, I mean, if, they're gonna, if there's any hope of restarting the season, kind of jumping in, whatever they may do, I don't even know if they have a format to come back because they don't know when they can. I saw they could be playing at Walt Disney. Like I think we touched on at the end of our episode the other day. Um, if, they do, if they do end up playing the season – there's no way they finish it on schedule. And the what, the regular NBA offseason, what, around July 4th, that's when the free agency frenzy is. That's where everyone starts to find their new homes and whatnot. So there's no way it would no way you can do it. And you'd automatically have to switch the league calendar. And honestly, I'm not opposed to having it start in December because personally, I'm a big football guy and I got fantasy to worry about. And I'm watching more football Monday. Uh, Monday, Thursday, Sunday, and not as much NBA. When the NBA first starts out, I usually don't catch it until starting of December. I'll follow it, but not as hard as I do come December and all that. I just think it's easier to follow than with not as much football going on. So I'm not opposed to this at all. 
No, I mean, anything to finish this season. I mean, both the NBA and NHL, they need to find a winner. They can't let it go and Absolutely. say, oh, the, the first place team's going to get the, the, you know, the championship of the Stanley Cup. They're, they're, you can't, no one feels right, you no. know, winning that way, obviously. Even the players, I mean, you say, oh, I won a championship because we were the best team of the season, not because we earned it. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, absolutely. The NBA, I mean, I was a little taken back at first because I thought they were saying how they wanted to start this season in December. So originally I was like, what the hell? Why would they want to do that? That makes no sense. And then I obviously I, I get a little clear-headed here and see that it's next season. So, I mean, anything to get the fans in there and, you know, just – have a clean slate. Let them finish this season. It's it's all set. Fine by me. And honestly, both the NBA and NHL were far enough in their seasons where pretty much the playoff seeding was pretty determined, at least for the top five in the NBA, um, the bottom six, seven, eight, and um, in the East and the West were up for grabs. But there's an there's probably a way they can figure out. And Adam Silver is a great commissioner. How he's handled this this NBA season, which has just been a crazy one. A great, like dealing with Kobe's death to the new All-Star game, which is a huge success. Now this, I, I have full trust in this guy to figure something out. And they were far enough, far enough in their seasons, like I had said, that they can determine a playoff format and make it fair for those teams that were on the cusp of getting in. Maybe if not, then they just move in with, with the seedings they had and they can still run the playoffs and get a determined a winner for this chip this season. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they, today, I think either it, might, it probably was today. I heard that, or it was determined that they would uh, push back the combine and the draft lottery, which was supposed to be later this month. Hard to believe. And uh, just trying to look at this article here. It, I mean, it's been over 50 days that this, sportsnot.com says and it's been seven weeks that the NBA and both NHL in turn has been suspended due that to COVID-19. Long. Wow. It has been that long. Over 50 days. It doesn't I mean, feel like that. It does, uh, I think seven, it does. Well, not, not seven weeks. It feels like 50 days. I mean, I feel like it, this sucks. I, I'm ready to get sports back, believe me. But it's kind of crazy it's been going that fast. You do realize seven weeks is the same amount of 50 days, right? I, I do realize that. But when you say it okay. like that, it's a little different. It's actually seven I, weeks. Wouldn't it be 48 days? It'd be 49. 49. So are you sure that you know that it's the right amount of days? I do. I do. Yes. Seven times seven would be 49. Okay. I, I'm not. Hey, we haven't been in school. This, uh, this whole remote learning thing. Not for me. I'll tell you. Just check it. Just make it sure. So anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. The seasons could be too long to begin with. I mean, I'm reading this right off of the sportsnot.com article. I mean, even with baseball, NHL, NBA, 82 games and 162 games is a lot. It's a lot. Is there a real reason to have this many games? Eh, probably not. I think the NBA needs that many games. I, I agree. The baseball season is very long. Um, I think the NBA does kind of need to have that many games. Because, I mean, that's how that's how every team gets to see each other and all that. I think that a hundred and what would you say a hundred and what? I forget. I'm blanking on the number here. What do you mean for MLB games? games MLB this year would be hundred games, hundred and sixty-two, hundred and sixty-two in the season. So hundred and sixty-two usually. That's a lot. I mean, a hundred, like you said, a hundred's good. 
And you wouldn't even really like you kind you kind of said the other day on the podcast. You said we wouldn't even really need that many double headers for it. No, I, I think it worked perfect. I mean, maybe a double header every like two weeks or whatever it might be to have a four game series. But uh, MLB would be good. What they're doing, it seems like it's going to work. I mean, the NBA and NHL, it's really up in the air still. Whether they have remote, you know, spots for the games, or whether they have. You know, they're playing in Disney or they wait, wait it out till June to get the fans back, I guess, if that even is a possibility. But I don't think that, I don't think there's any way you can have the fans in to finish the seasons for those sports, at least. I don't think they would even risk it. You know, if they get the clearance to play by whoever it may need to be, like CDC or whatever, if they get, I wouldn't even think they'd risk it. I, I think, I think they would it, just play it and see what they can do. I think if you get into the, the late July kind of deal, we're going to be back in the stadiums. There, there's no doubt. They can't keep – it's not going to be, you know, nobody in the stands forever. It's not, not forever. Be no, no. It's not going to be next year. It's not going to be December. Whether or not there's a whole risk after in the fall, there's still going to be people in stadiums. There's no doubt. And actually, speaking of the people in stadiums, um, back to the NFL real quick, I saw that, that – um, President Trump and they were they were hopeful that fans would be back in the stadiums for the NFL season. And then the governor of California said no, that they wouldn't allow it. So I guess it would turn into a state. This this isn't like a, a politics podcast or whatever, but I guess it would turn into the state's discretion. I don't know what it would be, but uh, yeah, we need we, the fans need to be in the state. I can't watch an empty court or an open field or an empty field, uh, empty court. So I'm having a meltdown here. Jeez, I can't I can't watch that. I can. I mean, it, I mean, it, I mean, I can, but not forever. Well, it's not going to be forever, right? I will tell you that there will be people in stadiums in the month of July and August. Well, I hope you're right. I know, man. I hope so. I sure hope so. I'm an expert. <laughs> I'm automatically an expert. I, I sure hope you're right. It's like all these people on the TV who claim to be experts. I mean, you went to school for two years. You're an expert now, but anyway, I—that's my opinion. I'm not, you know, clearly disclaimer. I'm not an expert, and I have no idea what I'm talking about. I just think that numbers at that point will be so low that they can't keep people out of public places like a sports stadium, the grocery store, whatever it might be. So anyway, uh, like you said, NBA going to December, possibility. I think it'll. That I mean, for next year, that'll work. Uh, whether or not they come back in July, who really knows? But. Uh, I mean, before uh, before I get going here, we, what were you kind of hinting at that you can't before you were like watching before you couldn't before you said you couldn't watch empty arenas and empty stadiums? Oh, I forget. Stuff like that? I was going to ask you though. I haven't heard much of the NHL's plan. Do they have much of a plan in place for them them returning? I haven't really heard much about it, and I know you're a bigger hockey guy than I am. So, do they really have a plan? They had mentioned originally how they were going to do it remote, you know, remote uh, arenas and different state regulations and stuff like that. But that had put to that had got put into the bed really quick. But uh, other than that, nothing. They're just kind of waiting it out. I mean, I I would be surprised in the coming like you know week or two they open up practice ranks and stuff like that because I mean. You know, there's only so many people going to a hockey rink in the middle of May. So, if they keep it so close that it's only the teams and media, I mean, it, it, the numbers are already going down. There's no secret that they're going to keep going down. So, at this point, 
they keep letting it go and letting it go. They slowly open, open this, open that. They're going to be back in practicing. They're going to be back in, you know, playing games soon enough. So hasn't been really much talk, but I think that's just the whole general case of it to, to put it at that, to put it that frank, to say the least. And I know the NBA practice facilities were supposed to open up sort of soon, but then you know, I guess it was depending on states. Uh, there was actually an article that came out of how the NBA was handling. I didn't get a chance to read it, but um, – I, I guess that's going to be a tricky thing too, is how these these leagues handle that, and um, how some teams won't be able to open their facilities and whatnot. But obviously, I mean, we can, like you said last time, we're starting to see the light that sports are coming back soon, and um, it's just going to be interesting to see how it happens. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the May eighth thing with the NBA is definitely going to work out better for some states. I, I think that the sports teams have enough power that they will be able to go and work out. I mean, obviously these are athletes. They're, they're the healthiest as they can be. They're million dollar athletes. Yeah, they, they can, absolutely. they're going to be able to take care of themselves. You know, some of the people, the, the older people, obviously that's out of their hands. I mean, their systems have just been through, you know, so much throughout the, the years that they can't, they don't really have an opportunity to help themselves or prevent anything from themselves to happening. So, you know, athletes are a different case where they're in there, you know, they're as healthy, they're the healthiest humans alive, to, you know, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, obviously, bearing a premeditated illness, that's going to be a different case for every athlete. But again, these guys are the healthiest as they can be. They have money that they can help themselves out. And it's like LeBron. He does a blood transfusion, a million dollar blood transfusion every year to help him, you know, stay, you know, up to date, up to the fastest pace that he can do so uh, they got money to throw around they're healthy i think that they that if they did some kind of like on the low deal with the states that they can go practice or they can go work out i think it was something along the lines of they had four four players at one time but no coaches were allowed while the players are there so it's weird how it's going to work out but this is just one thing to you know get people talking and hopefully get the season underway sooner rather than later. Yeah, hopefully, right? Man, I can't wait for it to come back. And, hey, at least we got um, NASCAR and golf coming up soon. Yes, NASCAR. I mean, I started to watch some NASCAR towards the end, towards, you know, right before the pandemic hit. And it's pretty enjoyable. Uh, once you have a few dollars on the line somewhere, I don't know where, I don't know who's putting up money for it, but – uh it's interesting. I mean, the UFC is going to be back next weekend. That'll be great. Uh, there's no reason why they shouldn't be. Well, I mean, I can see why people are a little held back upon why they shouldn't start yet. But uh, obviously, they are athletes, too. They're at the prime of their careers. They're the healthiest they can be, again, barring a premeditated illness. I but, can't uh, they'll imagine be back. that many people being allowed in the UFC island anyway. So It's not. It's actually going to be at uh, – stadium in florida as oh, i think well, their Flor- regulations yeah, are different yeah they're allowed their sports are deemed essential wwe so i mean dana must have said oh well why can't i run my camp over here <laughs> they said well go ahead obviously there's gonna be no fans but something to watch obviously it's still sports Good. either way uh golf i mean i don't know why they stopped to begin with uh, See, ultimate but- social distancing sport doesn't make absolutely. sense absolutely so anyway i don't know i still don't understand why golf courses are still closed uh, in different states around the nation, but that's a story for another day. Yeah, just ask OJ. He said he'd lose it if the golf courses went uh went clo- got closed. So 
Don't let him uh, lose it. No, no, don't let him lose his right. So, uh, yeah, it's just uh, sports are coming. Sports are back. It's just just a matter of when. Yeah, just a matter of when. Exactly. So, about uh, it for me. That's about it for me, too. Um, so, lastly here, CeeDee Lamb. The Cowboys gave him the number 88 to wear on his jersey this, this upcoming season. You think that's a big responsibility for CD? It's a number. Who cares? I mean, I mean, come on. Well, Who I, cares? Des Bryant has been gone for so long that he's all of a sudden relevant now, uh, relevant again, and people have a problem with what number he wears. Give me a break. That was also give Michael me, Irvin. Give me a break. Michael Irvin. Well, why didn't too. they retire? If Michael Irvin was so great, why didn't they retire? Because they have a ring of honor. Time? They don't retire numbers. They have, most, most football teams don't. Because they don't have that many numbers to retire. Uh, so they have the Ring of Honor or the Hall of Fame instead. Like the Patriots, they have the Patriots Hall. Um, obviously, it's going to be kind of like a silent thing where nobody ever wears 12 again. I would hope. And Andy Dalton's going to come in and wear number 12. He's gone. Good riddance, Tom Brady. Oh, he can't wear 14, right, Sanu? So, oh, oh, yeah, maybe Sanu will grab 12. Or... No, Sanu will keep his 14. What will... I wonder, maybe they stick Dalton in like a, I don't even know. One of the lower numbers, but... I think, 11, 10, yeah, right. 9, 8, I don't know, 3, in honor of Guskowski. But, I mean, I think it's a big responsibility for C.D. Lamb. Although, no, it really isn't. He, it's just a number. Who cares? I mean, people can find something to talk about on Twitter all they want. This isn't going to change his style of play. This isn't going to affect, you know, how many touchdowns. Passes he'll catch. Does it affect this. how many routes he'll run? Is he going to make the Cowboys better than 8-8? Eight and eight? No. Is Mike McCarthy going to make the Cowboys better than 8-8? Eight and eight? Yes. Yes. I agree. No doubt. Hey, not one singular player isn't going to change it unless they put someone like Patrick Mahomes at, under center. Jack Prescott isn't going to get it done. I've said that forever. He's a pretender. They get a guy like Mike McCarthy to come in and uh, hopefully fix this whole offensive dynamic that they have because they have they have the talent. Absolutely, they have it's a weathered offense. I don't know if it's Jason Garrett or if it's Dak Prescott, but either or, I think Mike McCarthy can change this whole deal that's going on and make them winning again. And that, or if they ever were to begin, and that with NFC, Tony Romo era Cowboys, and that NFC East is totally up for grabs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Philadelphia. I mean, oh, fuck out. I mean, who knows what they'll do? You know who I think is going to be a sleeper this year? The Redskins. No, please. What do you mean? Haskins played well for them last year, and they just got Ron Rivera as the head coach now. They are a sleeper. Yeah, and, and you're going to have, uh, oh, God, who? Paul Richardson lead them to 10 touchdowns and 1,400 yards. What about Scary, uh, scary Terry? Yeah, he, he came Terry on at McLaurin, the McLaurin, be- my guy. He, he kind of simmered down at, towards the end of the year, I personally. But Darius Geis, if they can get it, hopefully if they can get it, Yeah, okay, good luck with that. He, he, what's he going to run on one leg? Adrian Peterson oh. still got some left in the tank. Does he, though? Some left in the tank. Does he really, though? Yeah, yeah he, no, though? he does, yes. I think that's a little crazy talk to say that the Redskins will be... A, a, a sleeper. In the, no way. In that shitty division? Absolutely they will. Paper champs. 
How are they paper champs? As you just said, Terry, their receivers are what? Like Terry McLaurin, Cody Latimer, and Cam Sims? I don't even think they have Paul Richardson anymore. I think that you're crowning them paper champs right now. I'm not, how just am a I sure cr- fact. How am I crowning them paper champs? Just a sure fact that you're saying they're going to be a sleeper. Yes, they are. Paper champ territory. Just like everybody said that the Browns are going to be paper champs. Nuh-uh, no way. Nobody's saying the Redskins will. They'll be a sleeper. Yeah, exactly, because they're not. They're not going to be yes, a sleeper. They they're will. not going to be the paper champs. The NFC East is so bad. They absolutely will be a sleeper. Just wait and see. I can't get behind that. I cannot get behind Just that. Just wait and see. Let me know how we got over to the Redskins from talking about if 88 was C.D. Lamb's number. Because, I mean, come on. You said, you said, what do we have to, uh, we can talk about something else or something. I forget what you said, but you, you were the one that led it this way. No, it was you. You were the one asking about Mike McCarthy and if they can get to 8-8. Eight and eight. And now we're here. So, bottom <laughs> line, C.D. Lamb wearing number 88, he could wear 69 and it, who cares? I care because he wouldn't be able to catch the damn football wearing 69. How does that work? Because number he's a lineman, a no, linebacker number. One through 49 are eligible. And then it's 50 through 79 are ineligible. So you have to be one through 49 or 80 to uh, 89. That would, that's the numbers that you have to be to be eligible. And if you're not, you can't catch the football. All right, Mr. Uh, pull, and, pull and push on the line. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I care. He can't wear 69. I know he can't, <laughs> but I mean, who cares what number he wears? What happens if he wore, mm, I don't know. Who, what happens if he wore like 22 or 24, whatever number DeMarco Murray wore? But no one will be talking about I'd that. I'd be more worried about Emmitt Smith. Just because it's Des Bryant. And Everyone, Michael Irving. And, and, and Michael Irving. Yeah, okay, cool. If it was if it was Emmett Smith, then I'd be concerned. To Marco Murray, not so much. Exactly. No, I'd be talking about if he was wearing number twenty-four. If he was eighty-eight. Who cares? What else is there to talk about? No, I mean, <laughs> you're right about that. You hit that right on the head. We're just waiting patiently for sports to come back, man. That's all. Yep, got that right. So. All right, you got any uh, final words before we sign off here? Wash your hands so we can get sports back. I mean, I'll, although I think it'll be pretty normal to feel like NASCAR and golf being back. If if Call me crazy, but I think it's kind of normal that that'll be coming back. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to find an expert on both. I know, hey, well, you're a golfer's warehouse guy. You're going to have to help oh, me yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Shout out Worldwide Golf. Pretty close to reopening. Uh, I think we're a little <laughs> we're, we're we're, we think we're closer than we really are, to say the least. But a little sooner bit rather than later. Sooner rather than later. So, yeah, I mean, looks like we'll have to become NASCAR and uh, golf experts and expand our horizons here. Well, I, I'm into, I was just getting you into were. NASCAR. That's right. And, uh, and I'm already a golf guy. So if, if this is all we have till baseball starts in June, amen. I'm all set, ready to go. I agree. I'm ready. I'm ready. Get something back to watch. Instead of oh, old yeah. highlights and playing MLB The Show and Sports Sims. I'm ready to just get it back. Sports Sims are the most overrated thing ever. Though I'm going to miss the Bleacher Report Sims. Shout out to my guy, Mikey Locks. I'm going to miss the Bleacher Report betting Sims, but I'm ready to get live sports back. 
Yes, no doubt. So, all right, we'll sign off with that, and we'll catch you guys on Monday with a special guest. Aren't you going to uh, plug the socials? Oh, we can plug the socials. I always forget about this. Follow Redline Sports 617 on Instagram and Twitter, and also go ahead and plug yours, Alex. Oh, of course. Of course. We're going to be uh, getting a, quite the following here. The numbers are going up and up for the J&J Wrestling Podcast. You want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at J&J Wrestling Pod. Be sure to follow us on Spotify at J&J Wrestling Podcast. I don't believe it's at J&J Wrestling Podcast, but... Uh, I don't think there's ads on Spotify. J&J Wrestling oh. Podcast on Spotify on spotify be sure to follow be be sure to listen in uh the numbers are going up and up so uh, we appreciate the support so far uh a couple weeks in double dipping here you busy guy i'm busy man i'm busy (laughs) gotta stay busy that's for sure all right thank you guys for listening we'll talk to you guys on monday have a nice weekend keep washing your hands